Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to 31 Days of Terror 2023, day number nine. And I have three spooky stories for you today and story number one comes from Lois. I finally found the time to tell you about my very unscary haunted coffee shop. I own a coffee shop at the foot of Lincoln Steep Hill, a place saturated in history and apparent hauntings. As a hopeful sceptic, as in, I really hope they aren't real, I stuck my fingers in my ears and la la lad while the previous tenant tried to tell me the place was haunted. It was too late. The lease was signed, so all I could do was protect my scaredy cat sensibilities and not listen. What followed was a series of JOTs. A knife, bread knife, nothing scary, got knocked off the counter and landed in a fridge joint. I found butter in the safe, my scone cutter, Bags of coins, the blue rolled dispenser key, cake tins would disappear and reappear at a later date in an unexpected place. Initially we blamed one of my staff who was lovely but honestly as mad as a box of frogs. I started to feel uncomfortable one evening while working late and while crossing the yard to go between the shop and the kitchen I kept moving out of someone's way instinctively and muttering sorry. After the third time I downed tools and fled for the night. I no longer work late when I can help it. Following the pandemic lockdowns and having to close the shop, Peter, the one we thought was misplacing things, found a different job and left. And yet items kept disappearing and reappearing. The jots just kept adding up. Then a small puddle kept appearing with no obvious cause and footprints that we couldn't account for. It all started to feel undeniable. It started to feel a bit rude to ignore him. I have no idea if it's a him, really, so we all decided to give him a good name, Gordon. It's pretty hard to be intimidated by a Gordon. Every morning we say good morning to him and when things disappear, we ask Gordon out loud to bring it back and without fail, you will now come across the item within a few minutes rather than days and weeks. And he's even proven to be quite helpful. I was locking up one night, got to the car and I couldn't find my damn car keys. So off I trotted back to the shop. I'd been working in the kitchen all day and hadn't been in the shop front at all. Checked the kitchen, no keys. I went up front to make a brew for the journey home, asked Gordon to help me find them and noticed the grill smoking. It hadn't been turned off and it had contact paper left in it. Worst case scenario, it could have burnt the building down. Best case, serious smoke damage. As soon as I turned it off, my keys appeared on the counter where I absolutely had not been all day. I thanked him and left, promptly. Me and the staff have an ongoing Gordon log on WhatsApp, and it's surprisingly active. I'm sure most of it isn't down to him, 
and it just really is one of those things. Now, as mentioned at the start, I'm a massive coward, and because of this, I haven't looked into the history of the building. But by chance, a friend of mine is friends with an old tenant. They had the building as a jeweler's for a long, long time, and his mum was convinced that it's haunted. She experienced the same things that we now report. So Lois had written in this, a series of jots, J-O-T-T-S, and I was like, what the fuck is a jot? For ages, couldn't figure it out. And I believe it's just one of those things. If I'm wrong about that, let me know. But I think it is just one of those things. God, that, that took me way too long to figure out. I do genuinely think that um, I would be the staff member who is mad as a box of frogs. Because A, I think I probably am mad as a box of frogs. And B, I do that thing where I leave things everywhere and anywhere in really ridiculous places. And then I find them later and be like, how did that get there? And, you know, spoiler alert, it's, it's always me. It was always me. So I would definitely be the Peter of this scenario. And it does feel like this situation is a bit of attention-seeking turned helpful ghost. Maybe it's the naming of it. Maybe the naming of him, he was like, oh, these people respect me. I'm going to help them not burn the place down and find their car keys or steal their car keys to help them not burn the place down and then promptly give the car keys back, whichever one it is. I love that you have a Gordon log on WhatsApp because, you know, this could be This could be really useful for the impending horror movie when Gordon turns out not to be helpful. He was luring you into a full sense of security and Gordon ends up being full on coffee demon. Or, you know, maybe it really is just one of those things. And story number two comes from Emily. For starters, I'm a funeral director and into all things spooky, but would have the pants scared off me if a ghost actually showed itself to me. I'm also a huge believer in the idea that ghosts probably aren't roaming around the funeral home. Why would you want to spend your afterlife in a place your body was only in briefly? However, that belief was tested a few weeks ago with three events occurring, each scarier and more unexplainable than the last. The first occurred after a viewing. We were shutting lights off and I was alone in the main visitation room, except for the deceased. I turned all of the wall switches off on one wall and then a lamp that was sitting on the table. I know I turned it off because it was directly below all of the wall switches. I turned, walked over to a floor lamp and as I turned it off, I noticed that the room was still lit up by the lamp on the table that I had just turned off. Odd, but maybe something electrical was funny with it. I didn't think much about it and left for the night. The second event, the next day, we were ending the funeral. My two co-workers had just left to process to the cemetery and I stayed behind to clean up. For reference, the main visitation room where I was, there is a door that leads upstairs to the offices and a creepy as hell apartment that no one lives in. The door always remains closed during services. As I was tidying, I heard a loud slam and the door, which was closed, slammed shut. I thought it must be the wind. Again, I didn't think much about it until the last thing occurred. An hour later, I was in my office doing paperwork and all of a sudden the room became silent, like static silent. It was heavy and depressive and I've never felt silence like that before. Immediately following this, I heard whooshing sounds, like heavy curtains or an old-time dress were rubbing together. I was frozen in fear I texted my co-workers and, nope, not them as they were still out. Maybe the family came back for the flowers, did not come into the office and just left. 
Nope, because 10 minutes later they came and collected their belongings. Update. As I was writing this in my upstairs office, I could feel someone standing behind me breathing. Hats off to you, Emily, as a funeral director. I know that you see people at all emotional spectrum levels. And that is a tough gig to get it right and be dignified and do what's best for the deceased as well as the family. Props to you. In this instance, I wonder if it was related to the deceased and that particular person who was residing in the funeral home at that point in time, what their particular beliefs were. I know that there's some beliefs where people don't like to leave the bodies in darkness overnight, that they like to leave light with them, they like to leave lights on for them at night time. Like maybe that was a belief of the deceased and that's why the light came back on again. I don't know. I'm just trying to find rational ways to explain why an entity will be knocking around in the funeral home. Or maybe it was just an energy that somebody in the family brought with them. Maybe that's what it is. Funerals are such an emotional time that maybe maybe that emotional energy caused weird stuff to happen in the funeral home itself. I don't know, maybe, maybe it'll pass. I hope it'll pass. Please tell me that it passes. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And story number three comes from Ashley. I wouldn't describe myself as a firm skeptic or believer of the supernatural. However, I believe there's more to life than what we can understand and therefore I keep an open mind. This story, something that happened to me, I think is unique in the sense that I deeply feel it was supernatural or paranormal in some way. But the person I experienced it with was very much alive at the time. The story involves my grandfather. I want to firstly make it known that I'm not talking about a frail old man. My granddad was the life of the party. A man with a booming laugh, a wicked sense of humour and twinkling blue eyes. His physical strength was always a surprise to me. This is a man who would pick me up and spin me around his entire life, until he died three years ago when I was 27. He loved to play Elvis Presley, Queen and Roy Orbison loudly, would always mess about to make others laugh, and would pour two-thirds of rum and one-third of Coca-Cola into your glass. He was my rock and my best friend. In October 2019, I had been living in Wales for about three years and regularly drove back to see my family in Dorset. I often stayed at my grandparents, but for this trip back, I stayed at my dad's house. He and my stepmother had planned a surprise party to celebrate my grandparents' 60th wedding anniversary. I had spoken to my granddad a few days before my trip, and he was as sprightly and mischievous as ever. 
and I was really looking forward to seeing everyone. We were chatting and having a good evening when my grandparents arrived and they were over the moon with the surprise and seeing all of their friends and family. After greeting them, I went to the bar for a drink. As I carried my drink back towards my table, I suddenly became completely overwhelmed with a feeling of sheer heartbreak and grief. I felt in my heart that my granddad had died. This feeling was so strong that it truly took me by surprise. I remembered where I was and turned to find my granddad in the crowd. When I saw him, he was looking straight at me. It felt like I was walking through mud as I walked over to him and I put my arms around him. As we hugged, I began to really cry. He gave me one of his usual big squeezes and he said, It's alright babe. We've had a good time, haven't we, over the years. We've been so lucky. It'll all be okay, you'll be alright. He would have had no idea why I would just walk up to him and cry. But he wasn't at all surprised. And that was all he said. We stood like that for a few minutes and it genuinely felt like no one else was in the room. Eventually I pulled away, almost remembering where we were, and told him I would go and freshen up. I was in the bathroom drying my eyes when two of my friends came in. Where have you been? they asked, panicked. We've been looking all over for you. I told them that I had just been in the main room with my granddad, and that I had just been a bit emotional, but they looked at each other confused. We've just been there as well, we couldn't see you anywhere. We asked your dad and your uncle to look for you as well. I shrugged it off as I didn't know what else to say at the time. To this day, I have asked the people who attended the party whether they witnessed this, but none of them did. In early 2020, the pandemic hit, and I was, of course, worried like everyone else. I wasn't able to leave Wales, so I made do with FaceTiming my family. One day, I received a call from my dad. He explained that my granddad had fallen over in the hospital after having a routine check. He'd broken a thigh bone and was in a bad way, which meant that he was too weak for surgery, so my dad asked if I would come home. I couldn't understand it. He had seemed absolutely fine. I didn't think we'd lose him, but I packed a bag and drove the three hours to my nan's, and she was devastated. The next day, my dad, my nan and my two uncles drove with me to the hospital my granddad was in. I didn't know what to expect at the hospital because of the regulations, but I put on a mask and went inside at my nan. We asked if I could see him and say goodbye, but the nurse said no. It felt so strange to ask a stranger's permission to say goodbye to someone I loved so much, and it felt like I'd have traded anything to be allowed in, but I knew they couldn't risk it with the infection levels, so I stepped aside, allowing my nan to visit him. He later died, and we were devastated. I miss him terribly even now, and I have at times struggled with the fact that I couldn't see him one last time. However, I genuinely feel that what happened at the party was our goodbye. I feel that it was some strange act of fate, knowing on an unconscious level that maybe we wouldn't get the chance again. Maybe I'm wrong, but that doesn't even feel right to say. It provides me with comfort to think that this happened for a reason. It sounds like you and your granddad had a really strong, powerful connection. And maybe you did somehow intrinsically know at that party, maybe in that moment... Your spirit, your soul, I don't know what you'd call it, just knew that your granddad wasn't going to be around for very much longer and took that opportunity for you two to say goodbye to each other. It sounds like you shared this incredibly, immensely powerful moment together, which is really beautiful. 
And even when COVID began, I don't think anybody could have predicted how, gosh, how many people would lose loved ones and not get the chance to say goodbye. Which, as Ashley pointed out, was this horrible, grim necessity. But it doesn't make it any easier for people who didn't get to say goodbye to their loved ones. I genuinely found this story so touching and emotional. And I'm not going to talk about it anymore, lest I start crying. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Lois, Emily and Ashley for sending in your stories. Remember, if you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com and if you are desperate for some extra content you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories where for $5 a month or $2 a month you get access to heaps of extra content as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you tomorrow. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.